0: Behind the Bite podcast is part of a network of podcasts that are good for the world. Check out podcasts like the Full of Shift podcast, After the First Marriage podcast, and Eating Recovery Academy over at practiceofthepractice.com backslash network. Welcome to Behind the Bite podcast. This podcast is about the real life struggles women face with food, body image, and weight. We're here to help heal, inspire, and create better, healthier lives. Welcome. Hello, everyone. If any of you have listened to my previous podcast, especially episodes 120 and 125,
1: then you may recall my thoughts and feelings about the American Academy of Pediatrics new guidelines for childhood obesity. The bottom line is that I have great disdain and concern about them. And I worry the most about the emotional and psychological impact that they will have on children, really about the damage they will do to kids. And I'm really so glad that this episode is following last week's, and if you didn't, did not give that one a listen, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it. It rang out loud and clear that what the people on the show last week experienced, what they were told and taught about food, weight, exercise and their bodies as kids, had negative effects on them in their youth and even today's adults.
0: They went to camp to lose weight, to return home and smaller bodies so that they could be healthier and happier and sure weight came off while they
1: were there in camp while they were engaging in many behaviors and activities including extreme amounts of exercise and eating a very restricted diet both which I must say are anything but healthy especially for growing kids and neither which are sustainable outside of such a rigid and controlled environment you know, I'm digressing. Again, if you want to go back and listen to that, I think it's an important um, podcast and an important show to listen to. But, you know, going to this show today, so what's so different about these guidelines, these new guidelines, guidelines that deem weight as a measure of health in growing children, you know, In my previous podcast, I mentioned the guidelines had just come out. Therefore, I had not heard of anyone who had gone to see a pediatrician who actually discussed or implemented these guidelines. So back then, my concerns were just that, concerns. However, things are a bit different now. I was just talking to our guest today who uh, she had just taken her daughter for her annual well check, and she had a lot to say about that appointment. So, what's different now? Well, my concerns are real. And I know you're about to hear a lot from our guest today. It's her, her own experience. However, even one child or one parent who has this experience due to these new guidelines, in my opinion, it's one too many. And now it could just be me, but after hearing today's episode, I would be very interested to hear what you think about these guidelines. So, after today's show, just please. DM me, message me, let me know. But that all being said, as always, when I have someone on here who is open and willing to share their personal story and experience, I am so very grateful and appreciative of the time they take to come onto the show. Nicole is a young mother to an amazing four-year-old little girl. And after taking her daughter to her, like I said, annual well check, she was shocked at what they experienced. And she wanted to come onto the show and share what happened in that appointment she wanted other parents to hear about this. And Nicole is someone who's also in recovery for her own eating disorder. And because of that, that also creates great concerns about these new guidelines. But I'm going to let her tell you all about that and more and all about herself. So I'm going to go bring her on. Right. Well, Nicole, welcome to this show. I'm excited to have you here. And I actually appreciate you being here. You are the, um, First parent I have had on since the uh, uh, pediatric guidelines came out, so I'm really appreciative that you're on here and willing to share your
2: experience. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I look forward to this recording. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, I know we had touched base, and when we, uh, you know, first started talking about your experience, I think we both just kind of stopped and went, you know, why don't you come on the podcast and talk about this because. I haven't yet um, talked to any parents who brought their children in for uh, an exam with their pediatrician since the guidelines went into effect. So, um, you know, and then would you tell us a little bit about you and your child and your child's age? And then we can kind of go from there and um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about your experience with appointments, bringing your child to the pediatrician, like before this, and then what happened that
2: like brought you onto the podcast today. Sure. So uh, my name's Nicole. I'm 28 years old and I'm a mother to a four year old girl. And um I'm also um in, in I'm recovered from an eating disorder myself. And um you know I so I feel so great to be on this podcast. Honestly, thank you. And um by the way. Yeah, awesome. Thank you and gosh my daughter has you know she's a healthy 4 year old she has never had any health issues um the only thing that i could say maybe she fell into that category was during the pandemic she was you know she got covid and then rsv but other than that those were the only times we went to the doctors and um You know, she was really excited to go to her four-year checkup because, you know, she knows she gets stickers (laughs) and she, she, you know, in general, she really enjoys going to the doctor. We just, you know, you only go like once every two, gosh, it's like two at one years. And it's like, they don't see you for another two years. And then moving forward, you don't go that often. So we went to her four-year checkup and it was you know she was really excited to go and we get there and you know they do your the eye test your blood pressure your height all that good stuff and the nurse kind of just you know asked the nurse so does everything look okay and that's kind of when my daughter went from being happy to not so happy they looked at her and said well, we have to wait for the doctor. She's going to want to talk to you. And so we, you know, moved into the waiting room. And the first thing that the doctor said was that my daughter was overweight. And in my mind, I'm like, you know, I thought she could have used maybe a different context of word. Um, And my daughter, you know, I don't think she really knows exactly what I think she knows in her heart maybe what that means, but we don't talk about weight at our house. And she went from being happy to not happy and then looked at me and said, are you mad at me? Which just like broke my heart. It was honestly a very horrible experience. And she did say, well, I'm going to need to examine your daughter's body to see if, you know, we're typically not super worried about higher BMI, but I'm going to examine her and then I'll give you a little more, you know, better idea. So after she examined her, she tried pointing to these things on her upper stomach that she said were fatty nodules, which they don't like to see on kids. And I had no idea what I was looking at. I mean, she is, you know, I almost was like, is she just seeing this? Like, I had no idea what she was talking about. And all I saw was this maybe a little speckle on her upper stomach. She said, we don't like to see these in kids at this early of age. And then that's when the appointment got even worse. She started pushing, you know, kind of asking me questions of what does your child eat? How much exercise does she get? How How often is she playing outside? and I kind of just laughed and said, She plays outside so much that I don't even need to keep track of how much she plays outside. I mean, we are extreme busybodies. She is outside for at least four to six hours a day. And we feel so fortunate to be in a position where she can play all day and learn outside. So, you know, I kind of went into mom mode and kind of felt a little. Like, what am I doing wrong? Mm. And she then said she was going to have to refer us to a nutritionist and, you know, dietitian, and that she wanted to set up the appointment. So my first question was, well, exactly what weight do you like to see them in? And she goes, well, she's a few pounds over by maybe she said she would like to see her at least two pounds less. And yes, she's four years old. And she said if she was taller, it wouldn't be a problem. But because she's under 50 percentile for for height, it's a problem. But it's all kind of baffling to me because prior to the you know, she's gone to the doctors even during the pandemic. Um, You know, she like I said, she had COVID and then RSV and. It seemed to she just had lingering effects from RSV. So we did go prior a few months in person, and they did the same thing her height and weight, and not one time did anyone mention anything about, you know, her weight or height at all. Um, And just the tone, the just the word she was using, and I just thought it was so unprofessional, honestly. (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, and you know, getting back to how you said you went into kind of mom mode and felt like, oh my gosh, I, what am I doing wrong?
2: Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, there's two things here. One is you're watching your daughter, sounds like her face going from like, oh, I'm excited about this appointment to like it shifted. And I'm wondering your experience of that, but also, right? Like, did you feel like you were being judged, criticized, attacked, like questioned? Like, what was going on for you?
2: Yeah. So it was just, I mean, my heart just, it just shattered because she, they had given, they had given her an eye test, which she typically doesn't like new people. She was so proud of herself. And that's what you want to see in your kid. It's just confidence and just, you know, the growth and development from like being like a little hermit to kind of opening up. And she was so proud of herself. I think within 10 minutes, she got like 10, three or four stickers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, seeing her facial expression and just body language from being so happy to not was just, I, it was just so heartbreaking to see, like, you know, and it's always, it was already hard because she has a hard time being around, being with confidence. She always has to kind of you know, she's always the one in the corner asking for permission for things like, can I go say hi? Can I do this? So, you know, it. she was so proud of herself. And then you just see that go away. And that's just absolutely heartbreaking. And for me, it just affected me personally because, you know, I had an eating disorder and you know there are things that I was told as a kid that I think ultimately ultimately led to that, and it was just so hard to hear because she's still just learning the the way of the world and um oh it was just it was horrible. So
1: when you think back to the things that you heard, were what were some of those things? You don't mind sharing. You them.
2: know I was yeah so it was like always being told that I was you know overweight um it was about changing my eating habits or you know the restriction of certain things and i remember being in 6th grade where i wasn't necessarily a kid anymore but i had a little bit more independence and you know i remember kids i mean kids were mean in elementary school and I was much larger than them. And I would get bullied about my weight. And um, it was kind of, when I look back, I was proud of who I was, but I always kind of felt like I, you know, I was always bigger than kids. And I think the bullying really pushed me into that overdrive. And then when I got to sixth grade, I remember we were able to get our own food from the cafeteria. And I remember I remember only wanting to eat salad, salad. That's all I ate. And then I was exercising, I was in dance and soccer, and I just lost weight drastically. And I think that was the beginning of my personal experience. But, you know, kids, like I hear kids even today at the park saying like, just these comments, I mean, they have to be maybe six or seven, but like, you know, oh, you're fat, or, or, you know, and that breaks my heart. And as a kid, you don't think it affects you, but it 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 does.
1: Well, and that's part of the reason, you know. I've I've had other shows on on here where I, as soon as the guidelines came out, I was very vocal, and as have other professionals in my field, we've been very vocal uh, with having these concerns about yeah. what is, what words are being said and used in these appointments with the kids and the parents too, right? Yes. These words, like you're saying, they're very triggering um, because they can have very lasting effects because now all of a sudden it's, you're labeled. And, you know, when you said, oh my gosh, she looked at you and said, am I in trouble? Like,
2: yeah. What? Oh, that was the worst. She literally looked at me and said, mommy, are you mad at me? Did, (sighs) Did I do something wrong? And I told her no. And what was even more surprising was, you know, they had mentioned if she continues at this rate which I which was so just mind-boggling to hear rate right you know she's on a they liked her to be on a scale but it's like not you know kids have different growth spurts Mm -hmm. (laughs) not it's not a all everyone's in this one line that's constantly going up um so when they had said that it was just you know one she's always been you know on the 90th percentile or whatnot. And right after our appointment, we had we uh, received all these things about exercise tracker, um, links to ex links for kids for exercising. And then you know, I got the call within half an hour of setting up an appointment with a with a dietitian. and I was just like, you know, wow, this is the fastest I've seen them like hop on something (laughs) one, but it was just all, it was just a really bad experience. It just brought me back to a really dark place of, you know, it, I was truly not happy with the care that we were receiving during that time.
1: Well, and I'm just curious, like, did they give you a rationale for this? Like
2: why, I'm sorry, but in
1: a four-year-old losing two pounds was so important. Like, what was the point of all of that?
2: No, they had not talked about, they did not talk about anything. But the one thing they did mention was diabetes was skyrocketing. And they did say that, you know, they did talk about how they are starting to have more resources for children around puberty. So 12 or 13, I think. I believe they said about you know they're having new medication weight loss for children and yeah my eyes just like blew up and I'm like they're not even done growing I I was just appalled honestly um you know I I've never heard of weight loss for children other than you know like hey like let's just go outside and play or do a sport but now they're talking about medication for children to take. Yeah, this is also scary, right? And it is. And yeah, I just think about side effects or like, you know, they're not even, they're kids still. Well, to your point, right? Like
1: people are so worried about like, the number on the scale and looking a certain way versus like what you were saying was so important she's outside all of the time she's playing she's emotionally this happy kid like oh yeah you know she's it sounds to me like this great kid right that's that's doing well and then this puts this wrench in there and now it's on her mind it's in her you know she's got this label I'm overweight
2: um
1: some stress, like emotional stress sounds like it came into her life, right? She's worried. Oh my gosh, did I upset mom? Am I in trouble? Did I do something bad? And, you know, we're not really thinking about the psychological damage and the stress, the effects of stress on a child. And to your point, like all the things that can contribute to somebody having an eating disorder. Yes. And the damage that an eating disorder can have on someone's physical health and well-being. They're so worried about potential diabetes, potential this, yeah. potential that, saying, you know, oh, we've got to like curtail this, but we're yeah. not looking at like people having the deadliest mental health illness. Yes. An eating disorder, right? And I mean, you you and I could both speak to this. Yeah. We're both recovered. Like the <laughs> the toll it takes on you your whole life not just physically but emotionally and everything
2: yeah and it's mentally even being recovered like there's I feel like the mental part is something that lost for me personally longer um even though I'm recovered like there's still some mental part to it sometimes and it's like yeah it doesn't just go away like that and the worst part about it was the situation was, you know, we have a scale in the house and um, it's kind of just there. (laughs) It's just kind of there in the bathroom. And she had stepped on it one time when we got out of the shower and she made a comment like, am I okay? And it was, it was horrifying to hear. And, you know, she's still a kid. She's still, I don't, you know, God forbid, but just hearing even that little comment was like, okay, we got to get rid of the skill. Like, I don't, you know, I, it was, it was absolutely just a horrible morning when she did that. And I think she saw, you know, she, I think she was relating it to possibly being at the doctors because she, she's never done that prior to that visit. Um, but there's just no, I don't think any four-year-old or any kid, let alone should, you know gosh just from my experience like I wish we I wish we never had a skill in the house honestly mm-hmm. so have you gotten rid of it well we put it under you know like the bed yeah okay
1: um and you know you have your history with you know an eating disorder so you have a little bit of a different perspective but I'm just my concern also is like parents who maybe do get this sense of oh my gosh I'm scared I'm being told my kid might like have an illness like I'm a bad parent I've done something wrong and like kind of being in this place of you know if their child is introduced to the option of a weight loss drug or even weight loss surgery which is also part of the guidelines them going through with it thinking well the doctors know best and obviously I've done something wrong and you know, they're telling me my kid might have these horrible illnesses if I don't do something. And obviously I've gotten to this place. So like, I don't know, like, do you think if you were in a different position and not had your background, like that might be something you'd like go,
2: okay, let's do this. No, I mean, I look back at to when I was a, a child and I mean, give, given that these things weren't out they did have like jenny craig and um you know different options in that sense and my parents just fought i mean they knew i was a kid they i was happy i was thriving um they always gave me body positivity and i don't think i think it's absolutely terrifying um and given my background I think the best we could do as a parent is just boost our child, let them grow with confidence. And um, gosh, it's such a tricky question. Um, No, I would never, I would never Mm -hmm. put my child on. I just wouldn't. And personally, for me, outside of the, you know, recovery, you know, there's just all these, for me, how I view the world is probably a little different than most, but, you know, I fight to find out like, what is, I feel like doctors, you know, they're always pushing something. Um, I don't always think it fixes the problem. I think it just kind of masses sometimes. And so for me, when I heard that, I didn't think about her losing weight or, you know, oh, okay, let's, let's fix it or diabetes, Um, you know. I just know that I feed her a, a great balanced meal and, you know, I'm not going to deprive her from, you know, oh, you can't have this or that, um, everything in moderation for me, but no, I wouldn't, I would never do that, I don't think.
1: And again, I, I think, well, you know, you sound like you had great parents and, you know, yeah. obviously you have recovery, but I, my concern is parents who may be don't have that background and just kind of defer to the doctors and hearing all of this, um, what the impact would be, um, on their decision-making.
2: Yeah, I would, gosh, I could totally see why parents would want the best for their kids and would trust these doctors. Mm -hmm. Like you said, doctors know what's best. (laughs) And as a parent or, you know, a parent that doesn't know, Um, And I wouldn't say doesn't know, it's just for somebody that, you know, yes, I, I have read a lot of research on diabetes, just, you know, my mostly because my dad's diabetic. So we've always been very cautious of like, you know, what could spike, you know, his sugar, his insulin. So I've been around someone that's been diabetic my whole life and I could see why a parent would, you know, do something for it to not get to that point but it is terrifying to think of the side effects. How long has this been around? How is it going to affect cognitive, like, you know, in your brain? Like, what are, what's going on up there? Um, Gosh, you know, there's so many different things that can contribute, I feel like. And I, gosh, it's so hard. Um, I could see parents actually, you know going for it um in moving forward with it the decision to you know do something before it you know gets to that point or exactly what is that point you know kids grow at all different rates i mean for me gosh i stopped growing in 6th grade um and my weight always fluctuated throughout my entire life really um yeah. but i was happy you and know, that's too. normal,
1: right? Kids are going through puberty. They their bodies shift and change. And that's normal. And you know, to vilify that or to make it like, oh, that's a bad thing. Yeah. I think that's a horrible message. Like it, it's, yeah. let's honor it and like call it normal, you know, especially for girls. Like starting in
2: puberty, their hips get bigger, they grow boobs, they get more yeah. fat around their bellies. And like Yeah, that better. happened to me. I started, yeah. I actually was a uh, very early, we call it like a, I hit, gosh, yeah, it all happened for me in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, a you know, larger in some areas than kids that didn't hit puberty yet. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it happens at all ages.
1: Right. And, and to your point, I think that does happen the girls that especially for girls who hit puberty early or like fourth fifth grade yeah they do feel different in their bodies and they do yes. tend to get the more comments and have this negative i have found in my clinical experience truthfully like they have they tend to be more sub- self-conscious about their bodies yes. um going into like age 11 12 13 and you know the comments really do have an impact Um, on them and their self-esteem and, and can contribute to, if they want to control their food, much like you did saying, I want to just eat this and do this and try to control something because your body feels really out of control, which again, I think we need to normalize your body is going to feel out of control. You're going from, you know, a a child's body to transitioning into a woman's body. So there's going to be shifts and changes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of changes you know, so trying to curtail that and try to say, well, let's, let's have you lose weight above and beyond all else. Let's potentially give you gastric bypass or weight loss pills. Yes, and
2: I couldn't believe that. I, and then the exercise track tracker paper they gave us. I mean, I thought it was hoagie bogey. I, you know, I did not even give two thoughts into it, just ripped it up. I mean, I know my child and I felt like they wanted me to prove to them that I was. I don't know how to explain it. It was like they had something in their mind and I had to prove to them that I was doing this or what I was saying was accurate. Um, And I was like, yeah, we're not doing this exercise tracker. We're not going to do this. Then they wanted me to write down everything she ate in a day and count they wanted to count the calories of it and that brought me back to where I used to calorie count and I still can I mean that's just how bad my eating disorder was I could still calorie count in my brain I mean I don't do it anymore but I remember having a little notepad writing everything I had googling it the weight how much calories are in it and it 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 literally brought me back to that time where, when it all first happened. And it was only, you know, my eating disorder personally, it was kind of a, it started in sixth grade, but it didn't really happen. The, you know, it didn't progress until outside of high school. And I remember thinking to myself, it was only one time. It was only one time. That one time turned into multiple times a week to, multiple, you know, days and times throughout that day to every day. And it just brought me back to that place of when it all started. And it didn't feel good inside.
1: No, and it's so triggering. Um yeah.
2: And luckily I'm in a place where it didn't, you know, it doesn't actually make me feel bad in the sense of like in the eating disorder sense, like I can talk about my past and I'm willing to answer any questions about it, but I could see this for someone that's newly in recovering being extremely triggering. Right.
1: And I'm sure there's lots of people listening and myself included. I remember doing that too. I didn't have, I'm older than you. I didn't have Google. I had this little like nutrition book. It was a little red book that had all the foods and Gallery yeah. counts and all the things and writing it all down. And so, um, you know, probably people listening are, are probably even doing this now. I know a lot of the, the so-called non-diet apps, um, you know, have you logging your food and things and FYI, yes. that is very yes. disordered, right? Yes.
2: Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. So, and you don't want to get your daughter started on that. But at four, no. Oh my at gosh, four, no. No, absolutely not. No, not in a million years. And um, no, I would not. So they made this, did you make the appointment with the nutritionist? I'm just curious. I did. So they, they actually called me and it was interesting. And I guess this, I just didn't know, but I guess dietitian and nutritionists are kind of the same thing or they called themselves a dietitian. And I just don't, I don't know. I just don't like the idea or the name, I guess, but we did speak and she got me, (laughs) she said that she would like to speak sooner than later. So the next day they called and she basically just asked me, what does your daughter eat? How much does she eat of this? Um, Does she eat sweets? Um, you know, how often is she eating? And it's like you have a kid, you know, they go through gross spurts. They some days they want to eat a lot, some days they don't want to eat. Um, the busy they I found that Wilder, the busier she is, she's, you know, could really care less about eating. I kind of have to sit her down. Okay, it's lunchtime. We need to eat. Um, you know, she's not hungry right there, you know, she doesn't have to eat. Um, but yeah, so she then was really pushing we don't have uh cow's milk in our house. Um I'm lactose, so we just don't have it. My daughter's always drinking coconut milk and um she was really pushing how you know she really needs to drink cow milk and you know it's so beneficial for them. And she almost just I didn't feel guilty, but I felt like she was pushing something that we just truly don't believe in. Mm-hmm. Um we none of us drink cow milk and we do have dairy but we just we just don't have it in the house and she was saying, you know, like they really need to, it's really beneficial and you know, she was really pushing um getting more calcium and um you know, this amount and by this age they have to have this much and It's like, gosh, I don't think anyone actually really follows like the, you know, what they say, like a hundred, like this much in this percent or this much. Like, I don't know if anyone actually really follows that. Um, I'm sure people do, but I don't just keep a little tracker and calculate how much of what we're eating. Um, She eats decent. (laughs) If anything, you know, we've been really trying to help her eat a little more protein, just because she doesn't like meat. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> she looks at it and goes blah.
1: You know, kids do that. They totally you know, like, sometimes they don't like certain foods, which you know, but that's yeah. you know, here are
2: there. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds like you're introducing her to different things and Yeah, we're trying. We definitely we definitely are trying. She is quite picky, but you know, she it is what it is. Well, you know, it, it doesn't.
1: So, okay, so what was the takeaway? So, you get off the phone with this dietitian, and is this like something they encourage you to like have more sessions with and follow up? Or, like, what was your takeaway? Are you feeling like, oh, Uh, yes, this was helpful or no?
2: No, I did not think it was helpful at all. And she said, it sounds like you're doing everything you can. That was exactly her words. Sounds like you're doing everything you can. It sounds like she eats great. And we'll do a follow up in you know i think it was like 5 months or so sure. um so you know she and then we got um what did we get um through our medical insurance we basically just got like a follow up of you know this is what we talked about um you know mom says she eats a well balanced meal or you know and there is really no takeaway for me um It was just someone that asked questions and that was it. Well,
1: so now, here you are. She had her four-year checkup. How do you feel about when she has to have her next well check?
2: It doesn't, honestly, it doesn't get me, it doesn't make me anxious or give me anxiety. Um, You know, I think I just worry if she's going to, because she remembers everything. Mm -hmm. This girl, I mean... She remembers everything and she is just so, she picks up those little things you don't think like you could hear and she she hears it. So I think I'm more worried about if she's going to relate it back to, you know, her four-year-old checkup or, you know, if she's going to bring up something because there's things that she says and I'm like, that happened when you were two years old, <laughs> you're four now um I think that's my only concern and then you know that's that's basically my only concern I don't want her to I want her to be you know happy and you know be the be how happy she was when we first went and I don't want I don't want her to feel like she's doing anything wrong
1: right and definitely it sounds like those well that's my concern too like I said the labels that are getting used in there um, can be very harmful and can have a really long-term impact yeah Um, would you feel comfortable at all saying anything to her pediatrician before your next appointment like in terms of like hey let's not discuss weight, or do you feel like that would even be something they're open to
2: so no I mean I don't think for me I feel like I'm in a position where you know I don't think that necessarily bothers me, so I don't see, I don't think I would do that message beforehand, um, you know, no, I don't think I would do that, no.
1: So, for any parents out there who, you know, are listening, is there any, like,
2: words of wisdom or anything you'd want to say to anybody? Honestly, you know your kid the best, um, you know, they, they're still learning, they're still taking in the world, you know, the only advice I could offer is just, you know, your kid make them happy. Um, you know, it make them, you know, they learn from you. So, you know, I try to help my daughter with confidence or just like, you know, she's naturally shy. So we work on, you know, just little things here and there. And it makes her so happy when she could go up to like a new friend and say hi. And that's what you want. For your kid to be happy and you know for anyone listening you know you know your kid the best and I would say don't let anyone's anything you know and it's so hard because it's like when you're in that situation your mind starts going you know so fast and just take a breather everything's gonna be okay and just know like m- mama knows best, or that, you know that's how I look at it <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, and um you know these guidelines are new, and you yes. know I said this before here. The medical school does not provide any training on eating disorders or nutrition to doctors, so it's always baffling to me that they're the ones, <laughs> you know, doling out this information and really not considering like the impact that this can have on kids and families. Um, yeah, and not really thinking like, oh, this these words these messages like you know what couldn't they contribute to some emotional distress and low self-esteem eating disorders later down the road um
2: yeah. you know it I mean, happens big... so quick too it could happen by just a little comment yeah
1: and i had i had a panel on here a few podcasts back if anyone wants to listen up um women who are are older now who um either have eating disorder or you know, going through recovery, and um, they discussed the messages they got from doctors early on and the impact that it had on them. So this was even before the guidelines, obviously. So yeah, yeah, they really do. These words, these messages from um, doctors who were, quote unquote, the experts really do have an impact. So I just want to bring the awareness and like, continue the discussion, you know, anybody wants to DM me or make comments um, once this goes live on the podcast, uh, I'd love to hear what you have to think. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for being on here. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you
1: should find one.